The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The prospect of the culling of 200,000 cattle to meet climate targets has been met with mounting opposition with calls from farmers who say the culling, if it happens, should be optional. And the talk is culling 65,000 per year at a cost of 200 million a year. To talk about all of this, I'm joined on the line by the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Fianna Fáil TD for Donegal, Charlie McConnell. Minister, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, uh, before we get into the business of agriculture, which is your brief, uh, just a a couple of things. Um, Is there a a formal government reaction uh, to the arrest of Liam Byrne in Mallorca? Oh, well, obviously, the the government knows it, and we welcome all activity um, that will uh, back up what we are doing domestically in terms of putting massive massive effort into ensuring that, you know, organised crime is dealt with um, and uh, brought to justice. Obviously, um, uh, any arrest internationally will be dealt with and taken before the courts and will have to be given due process in that regard. But certainly, um, the, any way the Irish state can be, and con- can be of help to, to foreign police forces, we will continue to be so. Indeed, we've collaborated very, very closely internationally and that has been yielding very strong results and very important results and we'll continue to do so. Okay, and uh, the other question that arose over the weekend was uh, talk about low-level crime, very low-level crime, I suppose, but uh, rowdyism and violence on uh, the beach in Sutton in County Dublin. Um, it seems the good weather brings out bad behaviour. Yeah, it was very unfortunate to see that, and obviously it was a great weekend right across the country um, with many people on their beaches. I'm glad to be able to be on Lisfannan Beach in Donegal yesterday afternoon myself. Um, but whenever anyone goes to the beach, uh, we expect to be, it to be a safe place. And that's something I know that the Gardaí take very seriously. I, I know it's something that they dealt with in relation to that particular incident. And indeed, we're, uh, issuing, we're, we're carrying out patrols yesterday. And something I know that they will be very much cognizant of as the as the summer goes on as well. It's, it's been a great week and a lovely week ahead as well. Um, and uh, it's important everyone is respectful of everyone else's right to enjoy that safely. And I know it's something that the guards um, are taking very seriously and are monitoring very closely. All right. So the, the guards may have a presence uh, uh, in and around popular beaches um, in the coming days and oh, well, I, throughout I, listen, the summer. I, 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 listen, I think it's important. Like, it was a, a, an isolated and a, a very uh, rare incident. Um, I know not just in relation to beaches, but anywhere else, the Gardaí monitor um, public safety very closely. I certainly hope that we won't see any incident like that again. But I know it's something that the, the Gardaí are very alert to um, and uh, will we'll monitor closely in, in using the methods that are available to them. Um, I, I do know um, from watching the news bulletin last night that in relation to uh, uh, that beach that there was a guarded patrol uh, taking place and it was operating very safely again and indeed being enjoyed by many as indeed was the case right across the country and I think we can confidently look forward to you know over the next week that being the case as well and also knowing that the Gardaí, um are using the different methods available to them to be able to uh, monitor public safety not just at beaches but, but in all, in all um, public places. Mm-hmm. Do you think, though, the Gardaí have the powers that they need? Because often these young people, they know that the worst that can happen to them will be into the Garda diversion programme and they give two fingers to the guards, basically. Uh, well, I, I think there's there's comprehensive uh, uh 
public uh, justice system in place. If there's additional powers required, that's something the government will always respond to um, and and will closely liaise with the guards in relation to that. I do know that they acted very quickly uh, in relation to that particular incident and indeed we're monitoring the situation closely afterwards um, and that they carry out great work at many public events and in public places, particularly whenever you know they're so busy um, with people over over this really, really good weather, which we're all having the really, you know, a, a great luxury of enjoying. Um, and uh, we, we appreciate the work that they're carrying out. But it was really unfortunate to see that particular incident. And uh, I know and fully trust that the Gardaí will be monitoring the situation closely in relation to ensuring we prevent any further uh, occurrences like that. Right. Uh, we'll move on to the agriculture brief now. And uh, I suppose we'll stay with the warm weather for a moment. Are you hearing anything from farmers about concerns about an extended period of drought? Well, it's, it's early to say. Obviously, things can change really quickly. And uh, we had one of the wettest Aprils we've seen for a while. And the uh, growing season and indeed the planting season was delayed because of that. But once you get a couple of, you know, very strong weeks of dry weather in Ireland, the, the ground can dry really quickly. Uh, and if your water reserves aren't strong, obviously they can start to deplete. But listen, it's, it's early stages yet. Obviously, um, growth has been really, really good. The good weather is being enjoyed by all. Um, and uh, we, we, we'll monitor it as it goes on. Um, obviously, we've, we had a very difficult circumstances four or five years back um, and uh, we would certainly hope that there wouldn't be a repeat of that but it's certainly not at that stage at, at the moment Pat Now uh, the farmers are feeling dismayed by what is unfolding for them and it, it appears to be the green agenda is being worked against them uh, the idea of culling the dairy herd by up to 10% over the coming uh, years uh, and then the the rewetting and the rewilding of lands that are currently farmed what do you say to those concerns well I, i'd say that the way you've presented it there now is the way that it's 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 regularly presented in, in public discussion you know about farmer dismay uh, and farmers uh, not you know being concerned at the green agenda um but listen my experience has been is is that that's not that is very different from that my experience is that farmers are very much working um to actually um work with the environment uh, i've run on an organ um opened many new schemes this year which have had very very strong uptake from farmers um, and I think farmers are really tired of that uh, of that public um, uh, you know common narrative that somehow they're the bogeyman and somehow they're resistant um, uh, where the case is actually that they're very progressive um, and that they want to work with this what they simply want to, 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 to be the case that they're supported on that journey and that has been the approach of the government um, uh, big, uh, and in terms of the, the funding we're putting in place so, for example, the new Common Agricultural Policy, which has started this year, we've brought 50% extra government funding to the table so that we can run really significant schemes. The new Acres Environmental Scheme is very, it was very massively oversubscribed, with 46,000 farmers apply for it. We moved to bring the additional funding to the table to make sure that they could all participate this year. Likewise, the new Suckler Cow Scheme, for example, which have increased the rates in very significantly from €90 Euro a cow previously to €150 Euro now, very, very strongly subscribed as well. That's about improving profitability and, about the, uh, and the carbon footprint um, of our beef herd. Um, and, and, and a number of other schemes as well, which, which we have in place, farmers are, are, are taking on board and, and are participating in. And of course, along, alongside this, continuing that really important work, which is going to be even more important in the years ahead of producing food. Um, farmers have indicated their willingness and uh, for, to work um, and their appetite to work towards achieving that 25% reduction by 2030. It's my objective as Minister and the Government's objective to back them in that. 
And, uh, of course, every sector of the economy is going to have to contribute. It's not just agriculture that's reduced its, its emissions. And, um, and too often, I, I think it's unfortunate that the focus uh, falls on agriculture um, uh, by default whenever um, the, the, uh, the climate is discussed. I understand that's because our emissions profile from agriculture is high in Ireland compared to other countries because we don't have the same industrial base in Ireland as other developed countries similar to us do. So, therefore, it gives a bigger slice of the attention. But that shouldn't detract from the fact that farmers are really working towards this and are working to make progress and that the government's approach to that is to back them in that work. Um, th- th- there is a broader question, I suppose, and you see this commentary regularly in uh, articles that are written about it, uh, and that is, you know, if we stop producing cattle for a world demand, uh, which it appears for meat uh, and uh, of various kinds, be it poultry or pig or uh, beef uh, or lamb, that if we stop doing it, it'll be filled by other people who'll do it in a less sustainable and less natural way than we produce in Ireland. So the suggestion is that the Irish government is not strong enough, vociferous enough in defending the way we do our business here, which, as I say, by and large, is not in sheds. It's not cutting down rainforests. It's uh, you know grazing on land that has been pasture for generations. You know, and I don't think it's fair to say that the government isn't strong enough or vociferous enough in, in defending that and putting forward the really sustainable model of agriculture we have, because we do it all the time, um, and indeed farmers do it all the time. Now, it doesn't stop, you know, the, 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 it being discussed or, or, or um, uh, portrayed that way, but the reality is that we have in Ireland, because we're grass-based, and if you go to... And most other countries around the world that produce either beef or, or dairy, they're done in house systems, which are mainly grain, um, grain-based as opposed to grass-based. We're unique in relation to um, the fact that we, it is a grass-based production system. That means that our system of producing meat, lamb, dairy, uh, hortic- uh, in particular, but also horticulture, um, that it's, it's a very sustainably done compared to almost any other. So, so why are we not That's pushing that, that our lot are much more sustainable than the other lot, and therefore we should be a special case. And we, and we are pushing that all the time. And indeed, whenever we're abroad selling our food, that's the very point in which we actually major. So our Origin Green program, for example, which, um, which all of our companies and so many of our farms participate in, that's what gets us on supermarket shelves across the world and maximizes the value of the, pro- of the produce um, that we sell. And indeed, uh, we're widely recognized by consumers across the world as, as being a very sustainable system of agriculture. What we need to do, of course, is uh, not, not, not rest in our laurels in that regard and continue to improve and continue to actually reduce emissions um, so that we minimise, not just the same as we in every other sector, we minimise the emissions footprint of the food that we produce and really importantly do it in a way that actually is in sync with the environment ar- around us. That's the approach that we're taking as a government and um, uh, the point is an, an absolutely fair one. Whenever you have um, a really sustainable model of food, it's important that you um, maximise your capacity uh, and utilise your capacity to produce that food, particularly when you see in recent years and indeed even you know this year in this last two couple of months, the weather challenges that are being experienced in many other countries, in, in Europe, for example, um, 
Spain and Portugal this year and indeed all of Southern Europe last year had a really, really challenging situation. It's important we continue to be really productive mm. from a food point of view. And a well, food well, this is the point. In that doing that, continue to reduce the emissions footprint of it. Some of our um, listeners are getting in touch. Angela says, we'll all have to change our diets as dairy will be expensive when we have less dairy. It's mad, says Angela. Another one, reducing our herd size will simply threaten our food security at a time when global food production and supply chains are likely to be disrupted by climate change. It's madness. Now, we should point out that most of the stuff we produce is actually exported, so we're unlikely to go hungry or thirsty here. It is exported, and it's... it's uh, you know, so if we, if we, if we produce less, it'll mean less exports for Ireland, Inc., rather than Irish people going hungry. Yeah, but it's, it's important we continue to produce and continue to be really productive, and that is the approach of the government. Now, I know the discussion in the last few days and what's taken a lot of attention is the uh, discussion around whether potentially there would be a voluntary reduction scheme um, in, in the dairy sector. Um, and there hasn't been any government decision made in that. What we've had, actually, is uh, a proposal from uh, a dairy vision group that I established, which had all stakeholders on it, and very importantly had farm representative bodies on it, IFA and ICMSA, and coming from that group, um, there was a proposal that the government should consider the option of a voluntary reduction scheme because they felt that there was a number of farmers who might avail of that. And, of course, what that would mean is that you could have the opportunity for renewal as well in terms of um, providing space within the sector for, for, for new entrants. That was a proposal from that committee. It wasn't a government proposal, yeah. um, Pat. This is described as a modelling document, isn't that it? It's a modelling document. But w- part of the, the, the problem for farmers is if we stop doing what we're doing in all or in part, and some people may just move to something else entirely, uh, I mean, the Irish carrot cannot compare in price and maybe quality with the Spanish carrot. Well, uh, uh, the Irish carrot is more valuable, in my view, and is more precious than any carrot that we produce in any other part of the world. And um, Well, the Spanish onion actually, versus the Irish onion. You know, if something produced in the sunshine may have more, you know, essential onion goodness in it than one that's produced in, uh, you know, a dank winter. Yeah, listen, the, 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 there'll always be a case where foods are more easily produced in other countries and more economically and indeed sustainably produced potentially depending on the climate that they need um, than, than ourselves. And in those instances, it makes sense uh, to actually import. Likewise, what we do in this country in terms of dairy production, in terms of beef production, in terms of lamb production, for example, um, is world-leading in terms of its sustainability. That's why it makes sense for us to produce it and for others uh, to buy it off us from countries, for example, that mightn't have the capacity to produce it or mightn't be able to produce it as well. So that's part of the to and fro of of trade. Indeed, it's, it's part of the to and fro as well of what is a sustainable agricultural model mm-hmm. because countries that produce things well should do so and can produce things efficiently Isn't that our, our point? What we are the green grass yep. producers exactly. of so so therefore that fight should be maybe taken harder to uh, the, the the European councils and indeed uh, the global uh, green discussions that happen from time to time saying look yeah. this is what we do well we do it very sustainably so we need a pass 
And let me be uh, leave people in no doubt that that is exactly what we do and, and the, uh, what we advocate internationally, uh, Pat, as well. And uh, let me also be clear that it is our absolute policy and commitment to continue uh, to be the food-producing nation that we are. Um, that is the approach that the government is going to take. We want to back farmers in continuing to produce that food. What we also want to, in parallel to that, though, is back them to do is to become even more efficient from a, an emissions footprint point of view in relation to reducing the, the carbon footprint of how we produce that food. Those are two objectives which we can do uh, in parallel and it's really importantly important as the world population grows that, that that is achieved not just in Ireland but everywhere else. So to be clear we are absolutely adamant and forthright internationally in relation to what we, what we produce and to the merits of us keeping okay. to, doing now, that and then domestically our approach is to continue to back farmers in doing that. Okay. Now um, as I said so there, as things there is no uh, uh, scheme in place um, uh, to reduce uh, the herd. Um, uh, there is a proposal um, from stakeholders themselves that, that, that a voluntary exit scheme in the dairy sector only is something that should be considered. We haven't made a decision on that. It's something that's getting further consideration. But to look at it, but that, and if that were to happen, it would be a very, very small part of the, over, of the overall um, uh, policy architecture right. of well, Irish uh, agriculture because our objective is to continue to produce food um, and to back farmers okay. doing that. Well, one of my textures points out there are 70 million people living in the UK, 9 million cattle, 5.2 million people in Ireland, 7.5 million cattle. Absolutely ludicrous to suggest that we don't have too many cattle. But I'll park that there. I just want to finally ask yeah, you well, about... And just on, on, yeah. on that very point, Pat, I mean, and the UK uh, would depend on us very strongly, actually, to produce them, with, to provide a lot of the meat and milk that their, um, that their population consumes because they simply don't have the capacity to be self-sufficient unlike ourselves. Yeah, and, and I mean, the centre of uh, England is basically concrete. That's uh, the, the truth of it. Uh, relatively speaking, very little green space upon which uh, you could do this. Uh, re-wetting and rewilding. Uh, the, the, the scheme is going to be voluntary, we're told, and in fact, most of the reduction that the EU is calling for will happen within state-owned lands. Is that... A fair assessment and anything other in terms of reduction will be voluntary. Yeah, I, I think that is a fair assessment, Pat. And this, obviously, I mean, in terms of nature restoration, not just in, in rural settings, but urban settings, is, is something that is going to be really important in the years ahead because we have seen significant decline in biodiversity and in many wild species over the last generation or two. And that's something that we cannot afford to continue. So we all have to work together uh, to restore nature and to, to ensure that we don't have a, a reduction in biodiversity or and uh, we reverse the decline in, in many uh, um, wildlife. Um, but uh, in, in doing so, it's really important in relation to that European proposal, which was published about a year ago, that we make sure that our, our national circumstances are fully accommodated in that. Um, since last year, whenever that was published, I've been working with other ministers at Council of Ministers level to make sure that the flexibilities necessary um, for Ireland are included. At Council of Ministers level, um, we now have achieved significant flexibilities, which would mean, for example, in relation to the rewetting targets, that we would be able to, if the Council of Ministers position is, is adopted now by the Parliament as well, we would be able to meet all of our rewetting obligations, if necessary, by 2050 from state-owned land, if necessary. The Parliament are still discussing their position, and that's where a lot of the political commentary uh, is coming from at the moment. I hope um, that uh, the Parliament can, uh, can come to the same position that we've 
we've got the council of ministers too and that that will be the outcome and i'm confident from the soundings i've been taking that that will be the case and that being the case then re-wetting could be done in ireland entirely from state-owned land if necessary but of course farmers will be given the option to participate in that as well and the uh, and be paid where they wish to do that and i'm confident from the uptake that farmers have shown to many of the schemes we put in place that there would be an appetite um for that from some not from from not from all but from some um so that option would be there um to contribute to that but really importantly um if by 2050 the outcome is that state-owned land can fully meet our national needs and that should be a very significant reassurance to farmers um that there in terms of the fact that there's no mandatory requirement on their land and backup very strong backup for the government's very clear um commitment that that uh, that all measures um that are offered would be voluntary Charlie McConnellogue, Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine. Fianna Fáil TD for Donegal. Thank you very much for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. On the programme.